0: Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm, uh, episode 37. Uh, we've been off the last few weeks. The plan was to be off for Thanksgiving week, and then we had some scheduling conflicts uh, with a couple people I was trying to get on. And now it's just getting even to be even more turmoil now that COVID is kind of rearing its ugly head again. But I'm really excited about tonight's guest is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about him a few times with, with some of the guests. Uh, because he's kind of everywhere. Everybody knows him. He's spent, um, I'm guessing, just based on my experience with him, the last twenty <laughs> close, actually more than twenty five years, I guess, in, in education, and uh, has run a very successful uh, AAU program here in, in Howard County. So, really excited to talk to to my friend Coach Rusty Valentine tonight. Um, but before we get to that, just want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, you can find us. Uh, just search All Met Sports Talk. On Twitter, the handle is at All Met Talk and the email. Uh, send some email questions and, and let me know your thoughts. Uh, AllMetSportsTalk at gmail.com. I also want to thank Coach uh, Butch McAdams. I've been on his radio show now twice. Uh, he runs a great show. It's a really great show down in DC. I was on again this past Sunday talking basketball. It's uh, W-O-L, and that's, I think, 1450 a.m. and 95.9 FM. So it's from uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Sunday. Uh, so, uh, Coach Valentine, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Sherman. How you doing? Good. Doing great. I want to get your thoughts on some high school basketball here in the state. But before I do that, I need to give you your flowers. And and you know I always do this every time, oh, at least okay, once a you. year. But um, oh, And you're far too humble to accept it, but you're going to hear it anyway. So,
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: so, uh, Rusty, you know, I, I credit with really, you know, helping to save my life as a young, as a youngster when I was a teenager and just kind of not really sure which direction I was going in. You were, you came into my life and really, um, shaped the trajectory of where I am today. So, uh, you know, you were present, you were for a lot of us there at Catonsville high school, and, uh, you were not only present, but you were active. You, you, I remember, uh, you started the black awareness club and you brought in, um, I think that the cap is even, I know you're at Sigma, but you brought in a fraternity to help tutor. You, you know, I, I like learned so much about what college could offer. Uh, and you were really a driving force behind that. And I know I tell you this all the time and, and you, you never want to hear it, but I think that the the masses need to hear how you've touched my life personally and, and how much you truly, truly mean to me. And, uh, and I can never repay you for, uh just your
1: your presence uh i appreciate that it's interesting because i've been working with students since 1994 in the school system and um you know working with you i didn't you know i, I work with i work with a lot of at-risk students i didn't feel like working with you as an at-risk student like you to me you had things you had things together i mean oh were, yeah yeah i, young man. Really, yeah, I really don't know together. if i was at
0: risk but I definitely, no, definitely was were. uh was not, well, I, was not doing what I should have been doing all the time you. let me say you, that you,
1: I got you you had your curiosities and things like that but you were I mean it doesn't surprise me at all to see where you see you where you are right now put it that way I, I never had any doubt yeah. um so your man now just to correct one thing I, I I'm a sigma I definitely did not did not bring the kappas in but I brought in <laughs> <laughs> I brought in uh some people from I think it was the black student union who came in to try to get them to mentor uh, you guys for a little bit. And um, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to that year. I remember that, but um, I really listened to you guys more than I listened to them. And it, that, you know, it came in a few times, but the reality is you guys had a different focus. And, um, you know, it wasn't that wasn't the best match at that point in time, but what we were able to do after that was was great. So my first year in education, 94, and 95, was actually your senior year. So when I met mm-hmm. you, you were a senior. I and, was. Um, and that is still—it's um, my 28th year right now. That is still the most memorable year of my career. Wow! Out of, out of 28 years, that's still the most memorable year of my career. That first year. So, um, I appreciate all you guys, man. There's so many of you guys and girls from that class of '95, and also up through the class of '98, uh, because some of those kids who were mm-hmm. freshmen, sophomores, and juniors—I was—I got really close with them also, and I'm in touch with so many of those students till today. So, yeah, yeah. My brother awesome. Sean being one of them. He oh, was... yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And we're
0: going to talk a little bit more about that because I want to talk about how you got into that and everything. Um, okay. uh, but first, let's. And, and your so your nephew, you know, gave us the blues a couple weeks ago. But your nephew is playing for Mount Saint Joe, um, and I just want to. So, so check this out. Max preps. This is last week. And there's been a couple couple games that have taken place over the last week. But last week, the the top twenty five came out. And St. Francis out of Baltimore is number nine. DeMatha was number 13. Gonzaga out of D.C., who's in the WCAC with DeMatha, was ranked 18th. Uh, Paul VI, who's also in the WCAC, was ranked 19th. Uh, And then Mount St. Joe's ranked 24th in the same conference as St. Francis. And then then St. John's College out of D.C. is in the WCAC. I mean, they're all the way down at 37th. Now, these are national... That's and I'm being funny when I say that. These are national national rankings so 45 46,000 thousand varsity teams and you've got six teams, not say from the area, but we'll say from the DC Baltimore area, six teams ranked in the top 37.
1: I mean, that's amazing. That that really is amazing. I mean, the, the DC Baltimore area, the the DMV, I guess you might call it, but they there are some amazing talent out here and it's interesting you mentioned st john's college because um, one of the players that also gave you the blues is amani Hansbury. Oh, and yeah. he he and my nephew ace are very very close friends they've been playing together with team durant since sixth grade and so um amani was playing for st john's mm-hmm. he was a he was a freshman and sophomore at st john's playing varsity and doing extremely well but he transferred to mount st joe this year um, and so when we got when, when mount st joe got him I was like, man, this is going to be amazing because Imani is an, he's an amazing player. So he's a man child. Yeah, he, he is. He is. I, I watched him in the, um, in the junior NBA because he and my nephew were on the team for, um, for what was it called? Um, uh, Central. Uh, no, mid, uh, mid, 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 mid Atlantic. They were on the mm-hmm. mid Atlantic team for the junior NBA and they went three, and zero in pool play. But then unfortunately they, they, um in, in the bracket play, they, they got eliminated. Yeah. But, um, but you know, he was, he was dominant in that. And like, that was some of the best players from around the world. And, right. and Amani was dominating that. So it was great to see him come to Mount St. Joe. He and Ace get reunited and, and they're having a ball playing together. You can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I could tell
0: I had a front row seat to it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and check this out. So at the time, John Carroll's ranked number one, right uh, MSJ's ranked number three. Amen. And they go without Bryson Tucker by a right. five-star kid, six-seven guard, right. um, who killed us as well. But they go without him to John Carroll and win by twenty-one. They beat right. the number Bryson, one team by twenty-one.
1: Bryson is a sophomore, like you said, 6'7", and he's like the number three sophomore in the country. He played for Team USA this summer yep. and started. And yeah. um, this kid, I mean, he, he's an amazing score. He, he's, um, he hasn't like last year as a freshman. He played on varsity, and I think was. One of the leading scores, but um, this year he wanted to play point guard. So, like uh, they haven't played a lot of point guard. Yeah, so just so he played point him, against us when we played. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Yep, he's playing point guard, and so. But this kid, yeah, like you said, without him, they were still able to win by like twenty something against uh, John Carroll. I mean, this team is that team is loaded.
0: Yeah, I and I've coached against MSJ for quite a few years now, and, and I keep telling people this: this team is different. I mean, they are different right now. This is their big. They can all shoot, right? Um, you know, normally, you know, and, and I know with Ace, he's a junior, but normally it's like, OK, we got to check Ace. You know, that that's right. the game plan. Don't let Ace go off. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice. I mean, you, you just no. pick your poison right now because right. and they just run guys in, you know, I mean, first three, four guys off the bench, they are coming in banging on
1: you. So yeah. um, that Probably. team is yeah absolutely loaded right now <laughs> they really are because they can all score like we talked about bryce and then you got um aiden um mess who's like six eight and he's kind of like that quiet score but i mean mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna dunk almost every time he gets the ball <laughs> if he right. gets the ball he's gonna dunk it and then you got austin abrams who who's a junior who pulls and austin, up from everywhere yeah and austin can just knock everything down and austin i've been watching them play since he was the third and fourth grade because i uh you know he played with my with my son Mm -hmm. um hcyp and then he was with um yeah he was with the hcyp sharks hcyp elite Mm -hmm. uh in fourth and fifth grade and then they kind of went to the ravens and then they went to hc elite and all that so um but i've been watching and coaching against and and watching my son play with austin all throughout elementary and middle school so to see where his game has come has been amazing too because he just works so hard at it and his shot is just It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's not even, I mean, he's not even looking at the high school line. He's pulling up from the NBA line every time and And the ball did not even touch a rim.
1: Yeah. And with, with ACE ACE was such a man child as a, when ACE was in second grade, he was in a third grade league. And he was, um, it was like, you know, it was a third grade rec league, about 16 teams. And he ran through that league. I mean, (laughs) what he was doing to those kids as a second grader was just (laughs) ridiculous. I mean, you go on YouTube under ACE Valentine, look at highlights from, um when he was in second grade he was a seven-year-old playing with um third graders and just i mean the moves were ridiculous as yeah. a seven-year-old and then yeah. um you know so he's got all kind of stuff and this this is a kid who um as a seven and eight-year-old was the national champion in the 400 200 and long jump mm-hmm. for track uh about i uh, hear about seven or eight gold medals in nationals at, at track so he's wow. just a um an amazing athlete and um played football through elementary school too and and one season i think he had like 27 touchdowns at quarterback so wow and that, that, that was running, that was right. running. So, <laughs> right so he's 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 uh he was a freak athlete and now here he is six three you know he's also a point guard um, but yeah. he can play off the ball as well and so yep. it's it's fun to watch those guys play man it
0: really yeah is. it is and is aiden the only senior on that team
1: Aiden's the only senior that starts, so right. there are two other seniors on the team, but they don't start. So they're starting five has Bryson as a sophomore, and then the other three are juniors, and then Aiden's a senior. So yeah, there'll be there'll be no fall off next year. They'll be probably stronger.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're just going to reload. I mean, they. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know. I I really cannot wait for them to play Saint Francis. That's going to be. It's always a dog fight when they play him. Mm-hmm. But um, what they the way they dismantled John
1: Carroll was i mean a 20 point win yeah i watched that again that was without bryce that was just you know them doing their thing so and they really you know i watched pretty much all their games whether in person or um virtually and you know for most of the games they really hadn't put it all together yet i think against you all they put it together well um but there were some games where they won like for example they played loyola Mm -hmm. and it was close like at halftime it was like a six point game or something like that and then they end up winning by like 35 right but i mean it, it looked like it was gonna be a barn burner early yeah. on for the first two quarters and then it was just they just clamped down on defense and opened up but they were they looked a little sloppy at times but once they put it together yeah um it, it was a problem Yeah, they're fun to watch so if you're
0: in the area definitely get out to see them obviously i just spit off those schools everyone knows to math uh, gonzaga is always good public six you know their last two point guards are now starting together at duke so uh lot, lots of good talent out there um covid's hitting you know howard county just shut down they they've shut all um sports and extracurricular activities down until at least january 15th i know that your son is playing in his senior
1: senior year now right or junior junior, junior year Junior year. okay that's junior right so you know yeah that that hurt me to my heart man because it's like um well, the last I heard was January 7th. So if you say 15th. I- so
0: it's it's close. Everything shut down to the 15th. They're going to reevaluate on the 7th for what they'll do post 15th. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So, yeah, it, it's interesting, man, because with them missing last year, you know, my son played as a freshman. Everything was fine that year because COVID hit right at the end of his freshman season. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to play varsity as a sophomore. So I was excited about that. And then that season got canceled. And then um, this season, I was just telling people last week, I'm like, man, I've never been so excited for a season in my life because Mm -hmm. we missed a year already. These guys, um, there was six players on long reaches varsity that play for my blazers team. Mm So I'm so excited to watch these guys play to see what they do. Um, I helped actually coach the fall team that they had um, this fall. There was a league at Oakland mills. So we played uh, through September and October and into the early part of November. So, um, you know, I, I just couldn't wait to go to the games. I mean, I'm, I'd go to work just thinking, I can't wait for the game. I can't wait for the game. And I went to pick up my son from practice on Monday. When I pick him up, like four kids jump in my car every time. Like, they just jump in my car, and mm-hmm. they're like, they're all like my sons. So these are kids that play for the Blazers and play for Long Reach, and I take them all home because they all live very close to me. And um, they said, Coach, we're, our, our game Friday is canceled against Glenelg because Glenelg had a COVID issue. I'm like, oh, man. So and got one game this week that's wednesday against hammond and then tuesday comes along and my son texts me and said um someone on Longreach got covid and now Longreach has to close it down for like the next seven days or whatever and then later on that day i find out that they're um maybe it was or maybe it was yesterday or whatever i find out that they're shutting the um athletics down in howard county and and musicals and concerts and all that stuff mm-hmm. down and I'm like oh my goodness so and the numbers are just getting crazy I mean the COVID numbers it's it's just unbelievable um yeah so I'm just now praying that they're able to to you know do something because these kids can't lose a, another season like I don't care if they have to extend the season past February into March or whatever but I'm just hoping that they make sure that they give these kids a season one way or another
0: yeah and, and I think that it what what really bothered me last year um not on what well, yeah, I am second guessing decisions. That's fine. But for Howard County at least, they they made it happen for they let the fall and spring seasons have a condensed season, but not the winter season. So so none of the winter sports got to play last year.
1: Well, that but, was that was the entire state. Yeah, that was that, and I remember, I knew that was I kind of knew that was coming because um you know, I talked to my athletic director all the time and what had happened initially was that um at the very beginning of the school year, they figured they were gonna do a very condensed six weeks for um, winter first and then um, I think fall and then spring. And they were gonna start that right around, I think maybe January or something crazy like that. I forget what it was. And then the numbers started getting better. So they decided they were gonna start winter on December 7th. Mm -hmm. And so just like this year, soon as like November hit uh, COVID numbers started to get really bad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, and the numbers didn't start getting better until really toward the latter part of January. Right. Right. And so by then it was like the time that they had for, uh, for winter sports was supposed to go from like December 7th until like, maybe like the end of January or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe early February. And then you're going to start fall in February and then, you know, so yeah, you got really Wednesday, messy. Wednesday, it it really got messy so once they shut one down it was like okay now you got to kind of hope that they even have the next one for fall and they were able to do the fall one because um you know the numbers were getting better at that time but Mm -hmm. you know i think december and january seem to be really rough months and uh even november as well so i'm hoping that things get better in january because i really don't want to see these i can't see these kids lose another season It's that would be just crushing
0: yeah it would um and uh, let me go ahead and get this plug in for my my guys. Now we had a huge win last night against oh, yeah. Archbishop Curley. That's yeah, amazing, thank you. Defending champs. And uh, last time we went to that school, they beat us by like twenty or twenty five in the in the semifinals two years ago. There was no chance, obviously, no playoffs last year. But um, really, really, really excited about how well we're doing. we're eight and two right now. Only two losses are to MSJ and and Mount Carmel.
1: So okay um you guys are doing really well man I, i'm 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 impressed with the job that you guys are doing and i like keeping up with uh chapel gate because as you know my um my buddy one of my buddies who actually had one of my blazers teams a few years ago uh greg sabat his son julian sabat mm-hmm. is a sophomore there and he's on jv and i've seen him i, I keep up with what he's doing i've seen him drop 20 something points a couple of times and just he's he, really doing yeah it. he, he is a
0: pure kids. shooter i mean he, he really is, is. Yeah, we're really, really excited about him. Funny thing about him, the varsity got so we were, because our games are, you know, we can see them virtually too. So we were at practice, this was last week, and and our JV got, they were in a, ended up going into overtime, but the last play of the game, they had the ball. And all the varsity guys start yelling, "Give the ball to Sabat!" Now they're watching on the phones, right? So oh, we got wow. like okay. the phones set up on the bleachers, and they're like, "Give the ball to Sabat and just let them cook." <laughs> you know? Oh so, wow! So the that's you know, awesome, man. Yeah, game recognizes game. You know, they they l- right. they and they even the the guys who are coming back next year, are like, man, we're going to be good next year too because Sabat's coming up. You know. So, well, you know, it's funny
1: with 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 Julian. He. um You know, when I had my Blazers as eighth graders, um, Mm -hmm. I had a a lot of kids that played for me in the winter. I actually had like two teams. So I had in the spring, I had Greg Sabat take one of the teams. And so he had Julian on it. So Julian was actually playing up because it was an eighth grade team, Mm -hmm. but he was a seventh grader on it. And so after that, even when my guys were in ninth grade and Julian was in eighth, and then when my guys were in 10th grade and Julian was in ninth, like whenever I have workouts and practices, Julian comes with us. So Mm -hmm. he practices with my guys. So he's always practicing with the Blazers who are one year older than him and they give him a workout. I mean, they really, they, they don't take, they don't look at him as being younger. So they're going to give him try to give him the blues and um, he's got to really play hard against them. And we've played against his teams a few times because like I said, he's played up. Um, And so, um, but I'm so proud of what he's been doing because he works so hard in this game and and it's, it's paying off. You know, you see that, that shot just falling on a regular basis. So he, yeah, really he, good he shot. Very hard and um, so he'll be with us like this spring. I'm sure when I put my team together and we have practices, Julian will be practicing with us. Mm-hmm. But even though he's not on the team, he'll just work out with us. And that's helped this game a lot as well.
0: So funny thing about that last year. Now we had a condensed season. I mean, we ended up playing, I think 13 games or something and we lost right. a bunch and whatever, but we, we did get some time in. He, <clears throat> he came to every single varsity practice last year. Right. Did not miss a practice. So if JV practice, well. yeah. Right. And if if JV practiced before us, he would, you know, practice with them and then practice with our varsity. Every he he did not miss a practice for varsity. He's,
1: a, um, he's what you call a gym rat, and it's even yeah. past the gym because he's got a driveway that's you know got a little uh, basketball design on it that his father put there. And he's always like he's out there in the rain. <laughs> he's just constantly working on his game. So as yeah. a kid who 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 loves the game you know i right. love to see kids who really love the game and see it pay off for them so yeah you
0: know, yeah I, i'm really excited about him and his future i mean he's just a he's a great student as well so
1: yep. um he comes from yeah. good parents man I, I yeah i actually you know i dj their wedding way back in like 01 or 02 <laughs> whatever year it was so i've known greg since i've known greg since the 90s
0: yeah and i, I actually asked him that we were on a bus ride out to uh because Greg actually helps film our game. so we we were okay. playing a tournament out in Hagerstown, and I said, "How do you?" I said, "How did Rusty end up being your DJ?" <laughs> so he told me the story, but it was pretty funny. I was like, "Man, it is such a
1: small world." But oh, it is. Um, we used to, we used to. I used to, he had a roommate in the mid '90s or so. That was a good friend of mine, actually my frat brother. Mm-hmm. Um And and so when I would I met him through him, you know. Okay. Yeah. So that was yeah. Small world. It, it is. It really
0: is. Yeah. So we uh, our game tomorrow, or by the time you're hearing this, is Friday is canceled against um against uh, friends. With that one had to get postponed. But we are playing at Catonsville. It's the first time I've been back in Catonsville's gym in close to 25 years. So I'm really excited about that. Hopefully that game will go off on Saturday. Um, Jax Felder, our senior, he's our senior leader. I mean, he's just absolutely filling up the the scoring column right now. But a lot of our guys are playing really well. He's a senior. Uh, but our juniors are really stepping up the whole team is I mean we're, we're just we are really really balanced um playing really well you know the reserves are coming in and giving us good minutes I'm really excited about this season uh, Jalen Marbley who we have he's a junior he's he kind of runs our show as our point point
1: guard averaging almost a triple double right now as okay. a point guard so oh wow well um, you know it's interesting because um Greg came to Cameron's first game which mm-hmm. was against Howard Longreach beat Howard last Wednesday it was uh the eighth and so when he was at that game he told me about the Catonsville Cup and so it's been on my calendar ever since then so my plan is to be there and I was excited about it because I was there two years ago when Mount St. Joe played Catonsville because mm-hmm. Ace was playing as a freshman so I was there for the JV game when I stayed for a little bit of the varsity game but this year my plan was to come and um, definitely watch Julian and the JV team yeah. at twelve fifteen or whatever it was, and then stay for the varsity game. And just, I'm looking forward to it. So I, like you said, I hope it goes off so that we're able to do that. Cause I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. And I haven't heard anything about Baltimore County. Um, I know Howard County's done it. So I was gonna actually ask you about that. If you've heard anything. Yeah, but...
1: no, no, nothing. And I, I mean, so far so good. So um, well, that's good. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think you guys are going to be okay for that. That's just my feeling. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, yeah i think you guys would be okay for that
0: yeah, so if you're in the catonsville area you know please come out to that uh you know it'd be great to see some of my old friends and uh it's five admissions five dollars for adults three dollars for students but it's it's actually a charity game so you get four games for that price so catonsville's girl jv girls play first i believe at ten thirty, uh and then i think they're playing mount to sales if i'm not mistaken and then um Chapelgate JV boys against Catonsville JV boys at twelve fifteen. Then uh, varsity boys at two, and then at three forty five or four o'clock, the varsity, Catonsville's varsity girls will be playing the varsity girls from Mount to Sale. So that'll be a good time. Uh, really good cause. So come on out for that, uh, and I'll keep everybody updated on how we're doing. I, I think that we we are uh, we're, we're 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 gelling right now, man. It's 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 fun to watch you and these kids. The, I, the one thing i'll say about my team this year um this chapelgate team first of all coach fryerson is the best coach i've ever coached under um hands down he just i think he just coaches circles around people but with some of his wow. his game play, you know game planning and and in game coaching um but they the kids never get rattled and a lot of that is is you know the leaders on the team Uh, But we could be down, you know, we were, I mean, Curly is a really tough place to play. It's a tight gym, you know, fans are right up on you. They're in your ear. They're saying, you know, some not so nice things (laughs) and, uh, and the kids just, they just tune it out and just keep playing ball, you know, and that's excellent. Yeah. So I, so I'm excited about what's going to happen this year with this team. I, I think that we're, you know, we're, we're just gelling when something something special brewing uh, over there in Marriott'sville so I'll keep everybody up to date all right so let's talk about some of your uh your upbringing and stuff um get up, now we got all the the fun COVID stuff out of the way but uh so you grew up in Howard County
1: yeah I I moved to uh I would it's funny because there's a lot of talk about Sea Pleasant right now Mm-hmm. Uh, with this whole Kevin Durant thing and the movie he's making. But I was born in Seat Pleasant, which is in PGE County. But I moved to Philly when I was two. And then when I was four, I moved to Columbia, Maryland, which was a brand new town. I mean, like Columbia mm-hmm. is like my age. So, I mean, when I was four, Columbia was like four. So
0: Yeah, it's planned um, community.
1: Yeah, it's planned community. And so, um, I went to Running Brook Elementary School for all my years of elementary school. And then I went to Wild Lake Middle and then I went to Wild Lake High School and then I went to um, UMBC for uh, for college. And so my upbringing, we were very big in the sports. I mean, my, I have two brothers, two younger brothers. So um, my father coached us in basketball. He coached us in baseball. We played football, but he didn't coach football. But you know, he took us, my mother was always at the games. My mother, funny story, she actually started the uh, Howard County Blazers in 1981 for my brother craig so craig was craig was um and back then they had something called the cba columbia basketball association Mm -hmm. and um they there were some things that that went on so parents were asking um they wanted they wanted my parents to start their own team basically so um, (laughs) oh happy birthday to your
0: mom happy birthday to your mom by the way
1: appreciate that yeah her birthday was on the 14th she turned 80 so my mother is, uh, my, both my parents are 80 right now, and they're, um, you know, they love coming up to the games. Yeah. They're active. They, they, do, a, they do a lot. So It's very special. Um, but but yeah, it was, uh, my mother actually started the Blazers for, uh, she, she started the organization, and this is back before there was any internet. So imagine mm-hmm. doing all these tournaments and games, and you've got to give people directions everywhere they go and all those things. And she had connections to where she could, they could play at the Capital Center. Like my mm-hmm. mother had those connections where they wow. could play at the Capital Center. How does um, she have those? Um my mom, just, she just got to know folks. And she's like, you know, you, you say I know a lot of folks. She knew a lot of folks as well, just just in terms of um, working in the community. And then because she was running basketball, um, a basketball team, there people reached out to her from the Capitol Center and said, listen, uh-huh. what, what they were doing was they wanted you to sell some tickets for them. So if you sell tickets, we'll give you like 100 tickets to sell, give them to the families. Um, and then the kids can play like if the the Wizards of the bullets back then and also georgetown if Mm -hmm. the bullets are playing a game at uh, 7 p.m then you can let the kids play a game at like 3 p.m or 4 p.m or something like that and so they can play in the big gym you know at the arena and then their parents can come watch them and then afterwards you guys can stay for for the real game you know man that is crazy yeah and then what happens is you sell like each family would get a certain amount of tickets and they'd sell those tickets because they say, Hey, come watch my child play or whatever, whatever. So they did that. And so I remember telling her, I was on a team in 1985 with, uh, it was like a tournament team. And I said, mom, I want to play at the Capitol center. She said, okay. And we did it. Like it was like, that. <laughs> I got, I got the, I picked who we were going to play against. And and we picked the referees, like that's, that's how we hooked it up. So wow. she had those type of connections. So she started the, <clears throat> the Howard Cunning blazers and they went from a uh, fifth grade to eighth grade and then they all went to high school so my mm-hmm. brother was on there and there was a bunch of talented kids I and mean, they were they were really good they were all over the place and then um then it was gone and then my sister so
0: did i'm sorry did it stop then once they all graduated
1: yeah once once they got the ninth grade it stopped. Okay. like they didn't even have a they didn't have a high school team they didn't have like a AAU team or whatever gotcha they just they, when they went to high school they were just all went their separate ways yeah. but they're still like a family so there was you know what they've had reunions like 10 years ago or whatever so you know, those are still like my mother looks at them all as like her sons, and, yeah. I, and my father too. Because while she put the organization together, my father coached them, okay. and and they, I mean, they were good to the point where they'd have eleven kids on the team. And sometimes there was a conflict where they had two games at once, and he'd send five to one game, and then he'd take five to another game. So his assistant <laughs> coach would do one, and they, and then it, what's funny is that they'd win one game, uh-huh. and then they'd win another game, and it, like third quarter the rest of the kids would show up and this other team's looking at like oh my god like we're we're already getting beat by, f- by five guys and now six more show up so it was uh <laughs> it was it was some fun times back then man and so um and then that stopped in 85 and then in around 2011 or 12 my sister-in-law which is Craig's wife Mm-hmm. casey valentine she started the lazy bla- la- the lady blazers mm. and and that, that team with tory valentine i, was, I wanted and, to bring i wanted to bring Tori up and and she started with tory valentine my niece but also um the swan twins which is uh lyric and Jalen swan mm-hmm. and then um and then also um um Kalani Corcoran, who was um, Rhonda Bates' daughter. So Rhonda Bates was a player at Wild Lake who came out in 86. And she went to Temple and played basketball. And then she played overseas professionally in Australia. And then Karen Swan played for um, UMBC. And then my sister-in-law, Casey, played for Georgetown. Casey got to Georgetown in 94 when Iverson got there. So they were both freshman point guards coming in, starting as as freshmen. So wow. she was there with Iverson. And she was uh, like the, I think it was the Metro, the DC Metro player of the year when she was a senior in high school so you're talking about you know my brother who uh played for Towson University when they went to the um, NCAA tournament uh twice he graduated in 89 from Wild Lake so he's still the seventh all-time leading scorer in Howard County and the number one all-time leading scorer at Wild Lake so Ace comes Ace and Tory come from some serious so a good blue. stop yeah they got yeah, good yeah, stop yeah,
0: so, so Tory. so what's interesting about Tory because she was um you know, miss basketball in Howard County. And Uh I mean, she was everything, you know, and then, but she's on a, she's running on a track scholarship at Towson, right?
1: Correct. So when she was a junior, she was the, um, her junior year, she was the uh, Howard County track athlete of the year as a junior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then as a senior, she was the Howard County basketball player of the year, (laughs) but her her senior year track was canceled because of COVID because of COVID. So, but here she was being recruited for two sports. She was going on visits for two sports, but you know, her, Her times for track. You know, it's funny because basketball, you can kind of look and say, okay, how will you match up with this? But track is so concrete. It's like there's times. And if you run certain times, we want you. Right. So track and swimming. um, Yeah, track exactly, track and swimming. So it's like they don't even need to see you. They just need to see your times. Right. You know, and so um, so she when she went for visits, she didn't know what sport she was gonna do. It was kind of be like, um, what what sport is going to come after me the most. Mm -hmm. And so while she had a lot of interest in basketball, she had, I guess, even stronger interest in track in terms of how they came at her and what they offered her. And and she enjoys both very much. So Mm -hmm. she's doing, she's doing great at Towson university right now running track. I miss watching her play basketball. I I really do miss watching her play basketball because she was so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And I remember saying, I was like, man, she must really be good in track because she's everything in basketball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's she's going going to college
0: to run track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. that's, that's so in, a good in,
1: family. Good, good sports family there. Yeah. In 2015, I had a um, my oldest son, Lewis. He was going to the seventh grade. And it's funny because I had, a, I had rec kids. I had, I was coaching rec mm-hmm. basketball and I took a, they have the Friday night HYBA league. So in that spring of 2015, I had these sixth graders and I put them on a HYBA team and they were dominating the league. You know it was rec league it was a Friday night league, and um so I decided in that June I'm gonna put them in an h c elite tournament like for travel teams, mm-hmm. and I put them in a tournament uh you know, so they were playing travel teams and they they won like I think three out of four games, wow, um, five for something like that, so I'm like, man, these kids, I could make a travel team with these guys, like yeah and so i I had eleven kids, and i was I sent an email out to all the families you know who's interested blah blah blah, and some of them were actually like they were football players like. Aaron Turner, who plays for um, UConn right now, plays football and he played football for Gonzaga. He was playing basketball for me, but he wasn't, (laughs) basketball was not his sport. So he didn't, he wasn't going to do basketball. And I had a few other kids like that. But out of the 11 I had, six of them came with me. And then I had tryouts and I brought some more on. And Chairman, when I tell you that on my birthday in 2015, these kids, as seventh graders, I put them in their first tournament as the Blazers and we got beat. So bad that I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> like uh, we, were, we were losing games like our defense was not bad. We were losing games like 32 to 15 and 28 to 10. Like uh-huh. We couldn't score. And so I was like, I have no, like, I can't back out of this. I got to coach these kids up. Right. And so it was a struggle from the beginning, and then all of a sudden, you know, after a few weeks and a few months, they were getting better and better. And By the time these kids were, um, you know, later in the seventh grade and into the eighth grade, they were they were winning a number of games. I mean, we probably were close to 500 in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a kid named Karan Briggs, who was a big reason why I started that team because he and Lewis were uh, good friends, and they had been playing together for a few years. I haven't coached him in football, and Karan now plays um, in buffalo for a team called um hilbert college mm. and so he played for mount hebron he came out in 2021 played from plays from mount Hebron. so now he's a freshman in, uh, in college but karan only played for me in seventh grade because in eighth grade he went on to uh, play with his friend's dad's team but so i again i lost my leading score but then i had to again coach these guys up and um you know we end up having a really solid team yeah so it was it was a good experience but then in 2017 when My youngest son Cameron was a seventh grader and I put his Blazers team together. That was a whole different story. I I brought them to a HC elite tournament uh, and they had five games and won them all. Like the first, the first tournament, they won them all. So then I knew I had something special and those guys have, uh, you know, they've been a lot of fun to work with. So I've been working with those guys since, since seventh grade.
0: Yeah. And that, so where are they now? Because I know there's a, like you said, a bunch of them are together at long reach. Right.
1: So basically what happened was I had, um, like 11 kids. Um, and actually in eighth grade, I, I had a few more. I had like six teams, so I had two teams of eight. But my original 11 um, I had a, some big men that uh one of them um um Chase Wilkins was my big man. I'm one of my big men. He goes to Mount St. Joe, but he plays football. Mm-hmm. And so that the coaches for football are really on him to like to do his football thing. So he played basketball for two years and now he's about six, four. So um, but he plays, he's played some quarterback and some receivers. so he's at Mount St. Joe focusing on football. I know the kid named Aiden Johnson, who is at um, Good Counsel. He was my center, and Aiden did one year of freshman basketball at um, Good Council, but, you know, he was like 6'2", six six, you know, whatever, and that's a, that's a big man in eighth grade, but now He's just put his body together to be a football player okay. and he's a lineman and he's getting offers for college as a lineman. He's a very, very good lineman. So those two aren't with me anymore. And I got a few other kids who aren't with me, but the ones who are with me, um, like you said, there's, there's six of them at Longreach. And one of them mm. just transferred from Mount St. Joe, which is Christian Dean. So Christian was at Mount St. Joe up until a few weeks ago and he transferred to um, to Longreach. And then um, I have uh, my son, Cameron mm-hmm. Valentina. I have Brendan Diggs who mm-hmm. Brendan has been playing for me at different times and I've watched him play for my brother too since he was like in second grade and then I've got a kid named uh, Jordan McNeil and Jordan is like I love watching him play defense this kid just <laughs> he's a defensive stopper and he just makes plays like when we are down and we need energy and I need somebody to make plays Jordan just he just makes it happen mm-hmm. um yeah, he had a buzzer beater for us a few months ago in a game where we were down like 18 to two we came back and won wow. and then I've got um then I've got uh, I've got a young man named Mike Reed and Mike Reed is he's being recruited for football right now but he's been playing basketball non-stop and so mm-hmm. he's been playing for me as well and Mike's Mike's a, I can put Mike when Mike first came to me as a seventh grader he was a little guard and now he really plays um more like a three and four mm-hmm. um just because he's He's not that tall, probably about 6'1", maybe, if that. Mm-hmm. But he just plays big, and he's mm-hmm. strong and um, can shoot the ball and just doesn't and, and as a very, very good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got a, a young man named C.J. Utolu. And C.J. is a is a guard who can also – he can play point guard. He can play off guard. And this kid, he's like – you know, I can uh, throw back to, like, Andrew Tony from the Sixers back in the day where <laughs> you could put him with your second unit. And just let him do his thing, and he'll go mm-hmm. and get points for you, um, you know. Or you put him with your starters because he's good enough to be that starter. So it's, um, you know, he can he can do whatever. So he's just um, he's he does a lot offensively. Uh, my son's played point guard since he was a fourth grader mm-hmm. um, for travel teams, and so he's really just he has a very very good head for the game. Um, pass the ball extremely well. He can shoot the ball and and really run the offense. So when you watch Longreach play. Um, they don't take him out very often. Like they, yeah. just, they, don't, they just don't. So yeah, they he's a very good player. Yeah. They want them holding his hands a lot. So, and then Christian Dean, I mentioned Christian joined me this year in the uh, in March. And mm-hmm. that was a surprise because Christian has been playing for HC Elite for, for years. And, you know, with COVID, everything shut down. And so then I put together a team to play in a rhythm dribble league that was being held in Enrona County that started last February. It went through, went through May. And so I had two kids, Kristen Dean and Aiden Adamitis, who were both at uh, Mount St. Joe. They both played with Ace their freshman year. And they both played for Mount St. Joe as sophomores. And they both played for HC Elite. But when I put this team together, and I'm not sure if HC Elite was doing anything at the time, they they went ahead and joined me. So mm. for me to add those two, especially since I no longer had Chase and Aiden anymore, Aiden Johnson, so I didn't have these big men. So for me to add those two, it was a total gift and then I had um, two other kids there. There, so a- I'm sorry. Aiden Adamitis right now is at Howard High School, so mm-hmm. he's there. Then I got a kid who's six six named Peter Hagen. You've seen my big man because you saw him in my outdoor league. And yep. Peter. Peter is also at Howard High School. So
0: yeah, I remember seeing yeah because we had played yeah. them in a in a summer, right in the uh, outdoor league. summer. Uh, yeah, no, in our fall league. Wait, okay, fall. okay. No, summer league. They played in okay. our summer league as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For right. Howard high school did. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I know exactly. He, he
1: yeah, played for my blazers when we played um, Chapel gate a few times this uh, yep. this summer or whatever it was spring summer. And so you've got um, Pete. So I got two at Howard right now. And then I've got a young man named Connor Morgan, who's a guard and he plays for Marriott's Ridge and mm-hmm. Connor's just a lot of heart, man. This, this little guy um, <laughs> started playing for me in eighth grade. And then he also played for Greg's team in, in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and wanted to play with uh, my team again in 10th uh, grade when we put that team together. And um, so, and I put him on the team and he's, he was so much fun to coach. And um, and then I had another young man by the name of Michael Pearson, who goes to Centennial. And so I, I, I believe he's playing for Centennial, but I have not been in touch with him um, since the season started. So I got to kind of figure out that out too, but mm-hmm. Michael's Michael's a kid who worked out with us a lot over the past two years, so we went ahead. I knew it. I knew what his game was like, so going, I went ahead and put him on my team. Yeah! Wow! So, yeah. That's a so lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. And when I when we played Howard, when Longreach played Howard last week, there was six Blazers on Longreach and two on Howard. So basically, <laughs> of my ten kids, eight of them were in that game. So yeah, that what the excitement for me was just you know I was I couldn't contain myself almost. I sure, was, sure. You know, it was it was a lot of fun to see that. Yeah. Now, are
0: are you going to uh, once Cam graduates, are you going to keep it going or is it going to kind of well, be kind of what, what your mom did back in the day?
1: Yeah, I'll probably do more like what she did, although I may. Um, I, you know, it would, be, it would be fun to start kids at a young age, like like a third or fourth grade travel team, because when they start that young and you develop them from there, mm-hmm. you can do so much with them. But I don't know that I'm going to have or. or or want to commit that type of time like that right but i wouldn't mind um you might have you know, more time to do it you just well, well you know I actually, I actually probably would i probably would but I, at the same time i think um so much of what i do is um you know you're spending time with your family you're with your kids and yeah so yeah. I, you know I have, to, I have to decide if i want to do something like that because it, it may hit me it may not but um, it's a lot sure. different when it's not when your kids aren't yeah. involved because right. yeah and I think I'd, I'd want to probably wait. And then if it hits me, I'll, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I may oversee it and and maybe have someone run some teams under me or something like that. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see.
0: Now I want to ask you too, because you, you were actually uh, one of my track
1: coaches in high school. Yeah. I coached, I coached. So Sherman, I've uh, I got to look at my phone here to see how many teams it's been. I, I keep track, but I have been a coach for, I think like 66 different seasons in my career and my first season was indoor track at catonsville high school mm-hmm. in 94 95 yeah and then after that i took over the head coach position for the track team and i did seven years of track and field i did five years of indoor track and i coached the golf team for four years you did so yeah i coached yeah i coached dude i had uh like 25 kids on my golf team like, um, yeah yeah i coached the golf team from 97 to 2000 so 97 yeah i coached for four years um I took over for my buddy Billy Nelson, so I coached the golf team for four years. so Wow,
0: I never knew yeah. that.
1: Yep, I did that, and um, and then I have a nephew who was born in 1992, and um, I, I, he was in a he, he was in a single parent situation, so I kind of played the role of, of his father in a sense. And when he was in fifth grade through eighth grade, I put him in the Columbia Basketball Association, and I coached him for four years. Wow. So, Went and picked them up and and things like that. So I did that. And then when my sons started playing sports, it was football, flag football, tackle football, basketball, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Wow, so it's been a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of fun to hear about. So let's talk about your education career too, and, uh, and then we'll get you out of here um, because you've, as you said, what twenty? You said twenty. 20- this is my 28th year right now. 28th year. That, so, that lets
1: you know how old you are. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's my 28th year. I don't year. need any reminders. <laughs> no, I got, I got you. Hey, <laughs> believe me. Uh, so what, what did you major <laughs> at uh, at UMBC? You know, it's funny. I started off majoring in uh, information systems management, and that was not working for me, and it, wasn't, it was a bad choice. So um, I ended up switching to African-American studies, mm, and okay. I enjoyed that. Like, I, I took some classes in that just for the fun of it, and then I realized uh-huh. how much I enjoyed it. So I majored in African-American studies and graduated in 91 and Mm -hmm. actually worked for the Baltimore urban league for a year. And then I was, I was a juvenile counselor. Mm -hmm. And then I went across town to East Baltimore and I worked out of Shadrana Douglas college right by Dunbar for two years as a juvenile counselor. And I got married in 94 August. And one of my best friends had uh, just, he was my age. We, We graduated together from high school and college roommates and everything. And he was when we graduated from college in 91, he went to education in Baltimore County. I went to work for the agencies. And by 94, they were making him an assistant principal at Woodlawn High School. We were 26 years old. Wow. So I was like, hey, man, get me a job. And you know, I just said it kind of funny, jokingly, right. when we were, I was about to go for my honeymoon. And when I got back from my honeymoon, he said, you got an interview on Tuesday at Catonsville High School. You're going to meet with a guy named Don Moeller. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I walk in, it's Don Moeller, Jay Tanner, and Paul Muller. Interview with them they gave me the job on the spot and said, can you start tonight? I said, yes. They said, we have um, freshman orientation and the rest was history. That was it. I had no education background, Sherman. I just went in. We didn't have a title for my job. It was like, you're going to be uh, some type of counselor just working with our kids and really trying to get them acclimated. And so he introduced me the first day. He introduced me to like Gary Stanford and Sean Horshaw, yourself, uh-huh. um, some other kids. and like, hey, I just want you to get to know these kids and blah, blah, blah. And from there you know mike bruce gary stanford those are my guys man all you guys yeah. in this fight. and then melinda and all those girls like so many great kids and um i had a ball that year i had an absolute yeah. ball so i thought every year would be like that and then the next year don moa left and rob Tomback came in mm-hmm. and it was it was different but at the, it was still the same but my my class 95 was gone so it's like yeah. a kind of new feel to it but um but that's how I got into education. And I still was not an education person, but eventually I went to Bowie State in the evenings and got my master's in um, counseling. And then I went to Towson University and got my um, certificate in administration and things like that. So um, by 2001, I was an assistant principal. Wow. And that's when I went to Parkville at that time.
0: Right. And then you spent a lot of time Oh, and shout out to to uh, Don Moeller, too. He's he's oh, the, man. he's the best.
1: He, he, he has been a godsend in my life because not only did he hire me then, but when it was time for me to become, a, when I was ready to become an assistant principal, the first thing I did was I called him and told him, I said, listen, I did all my things I had to do to get certified and blah, blah, blah. He said, I'll see what I can do for you, but I'm not sure. And I went to a golf tournament with a bunch of Baltimore County folks, probably a, a week or so later. And um, Don basically was out there. He said, Rusty, as soon as you hit your ball hop on my golf cart. And I hopped in his (laughs) cart and he took me around a tree and and introduced me to the principal of Parkville High School. He said to the principal, Kevin Harrihan, he said, hey man, this is the guy you want right here. Trust me. And it was kind of like that. And his word was so strong that that was pretty much my interview almost. Like, I mean, I had, I started to sit down with Kevin and talk to him and things like that. But once Don put his name on me, I don't really do anything. I just just show up wow. and and just, and just be myself. So um, Don has been amazing to me. Uh, I love that guy. So um, you know, and I was an assistant principal at Parkville for thirteen years up until yeah. twenty fourteen when they moved me to Franklin. Yeah. So how did you end up at uh? Did, so was that a move you wanted to make to Franklin? How did that work now, out? Usually they don't they don't usually keep us administrators at one school real long. I mean, sometimes they do. For mm-hmm. me to be at Parkville for thirteen years was a long time, but you get different bosses who come in um, throughout the year. So you know the, the the superintendents, the the area superintendents, the executive directors, and sometimes they want to make shifts. So in this particular year, they decided they were going to take four assistant principals and rotate them. Mm-hmm. They were going to take me from Parkville to Franklin. Take a woman from Franklin. To Newtown, take a guy from Newtown to Delaney, and take a guy from Delaney to parkville, so they just basically rotated us, and you know they didn 't give us a choice, but at the same time I was you know when you work for the county like that as the administrator, you have to understand that those things can happen mm-hmm. and um and they you know I was fine with it i was I was absolutely fine with it um and it's it 's been good for me so i I enjoyed parkville immensely, but i've also enjoyed Franklin a, mm-hmm. a whole lot as well, so um you know you need change at some point sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the drive, the drive is a little bit better, too. Not a whole lot better, but it's a little better. I don't go through the tunnel. Yeah. So, oh, well, that's well, that's definitely yeah, yeah. better. That's that's yeah, that's that's better.
0: Yeah. And then I had your guy on. Uh, uh, well, I guess Mark it was. Be, what's that? What
1: are you talking about? Mark agent. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So had yeah. had had your guy on a couple, you know, a couple months ago. I got so many responses about that interview that
1: that that so many people thought that that was one of their favorite interviews. Mark is an amazing person. He what he tells you, what you hear from him, is how he lives his life. Yeah. Like he's yeah. the most positive person. If you're walking through the halls at Franklin High School, he speaks to everybody. Like he's just so positive when he speaks to you. And he uh the weight room is his like there's mm-hmm. a weight room with a serious sound system so when you walk by he's jamming like you just want to stay in there listening to music yeah. <laughs> and when i seriously Harmon, and so i walk by and the music is on his kids are well versed in what they're doing there's never any issues in there and then he's working out it's like he has a job where he gets to work out all day long as much as he wants yeah. you know yeah. he's coming to work in sweats and working out all day long and just like enjoying life and he's so good at what he does so yeah. he's a um a, just a good man a very good yeah. man I loved it. And
0: actually, I, I've spoken to him a couple of times since then, just that's reached right. out. I know that you guys fell short, you know, in the I think You lost to Dundalk, right? No, we lost to um, Frederick.
1: We lost. Well, we lost to Dundalk in regular season, but we lost to Frederick in the playoffs. Oh, OK. OK. So that's okay. what it was. Yeah we, the, yeah, we lost to Dundalk. Yeah, we lost to Dundalk. Our two regular season losses were Dundalk and St. Francis. We played St. Francis. Right, so, that yeah,
0: which doesn't. Yeah. Right, and yeah, like right. I said to him in that interview, you are the only team <laughs> in the state of Maryland to play St. Francis in two in games. like four so. years.
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. yeah, we were. And and Coach Burgos is the head coach. He doesn't – he'll play anybody. Like, right. his feeling is like, I want my kids to be – um, and, and our kids didn't back down. I was on that sideline. And those mm-hmm. kids came off the field, even when they were losing, they had smiles on their faces. And they mm-hmm. came off the field – Um, ready to go. Two of them, um, the brothers, Rodney Nelson and Gavin Nelson, they just signed. Rodney's going as a running back for James Madison, and Gavin's a wide receiver for Monmouth University, and they just signed this weekend, so I'm so happy for those guys. They are, those two brothers, you know, same household, both seniors, and they are so talented. Um, Rodney's one of the best running backs I've ever seen at the high school level, so, and his brother Gavin is one of the best receivers I've ever seen at the high school level, so those guys, are a lot of fun to watch. And I'm so happy for them because they're, they're great kids. Yeah, excellent. Congratulations on that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so last thoughts uh, before we get to these quick hitters is uh, Travis Hunter ditching uh, Florida State and signing with Jackson State and Deion Sanders.
1: Oh, yeah, that is, you know what? And everybody's hoping that that would sort of be a trend because people have talked about that for the last couple of years. And the fact that he's done that now, I'm thinking, you know, and I'm hoping some other players follow that lead um Mm -hmm. because Dion's done really well and um you know it's hard to make something like that catch on it's never been done before for the most part but um i think that's huge that's gonna be exciting to see i mean um that'll be exciting to see how that impacts other players over we won't know the impact of this for years but Mm -hmm. it's uh, i think it's pretty historic
0: yeah i do too and i did see i think his name's eden james it's edger james's son okay he's a running back out of florida three-star kid but um he actually he had some big offers so He had some power five offers and he picked Howard. So, okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So and he actually I saw a quote from him that said, get ready because this is you know, this is the new normal or something like that. So that's that's
1: good to see because I mean to see these guys give the uh HBCUs a chance like this mm-hmm. is gonna be I mean and cause you can you can still get you can very easily still get to the NFL from HBCUs. It's happened forever, it's gonna continue to happen. And um, so you know But for them to do that for these schools is huge. Like they're doing that um, for these schools, that that is huge. So I I really wish these guys a lot of luck. Yeah. So I my
0: my big thing is now I think that we need to reinvest in the HBCUs because it's you know the 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 issue will be the the facilities. You know, you're not going to have the the Oregon's or the Penn State or Alabama facilities at Jackson State or Howard. So we saw what just happened with Howard in the dorms. So we need to make sure that uh, you know that they're okay. getting the best trainers and and I saw that uh, masterpiece son, um, they just pulled him out of Tennessee State because he had an injury that they almost ended his career. Oh wow, um, yeah. So you know that that's my big thing moving forward. If any colleges or benefactors are listening, is you know if we want this to happen, which I'm all for, and I've been crying about this for years, is you know, need to reinvest in the HBCUs and make sure that absolutely the, the education is already there. Right. I mean, there's really, no, yeah. no doubt about that, but uh, if we want top tier athletes to go to HBCUs, you got to have the facilities and the trainers and the staff to, to, uh, and University I think that like, the best coaches are there as well. I mean, yeah. we've seen that, but.
1: Steph Curry uh, has uh, invested a lot of money into the Howard university's golf program. Cause I think that mm-hmm. program had folded or something like that, or it wasn't around and he's, he put a lot of money into it. So now, um, They have a program. There's actually a girl from um, Howard County who was a golfer. She's um, family. She's part of the the Coglin family, which is a a well-known family in Columbia, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And she's part of their family. And so my boy Willie is is her uncle and she's playing for Howard University. Nice. Um, And so she got she's had a chance to meet Steph Curry several times because he's with them um often you know steph curry is a big golfer and he's mm-hmm. put a lot of money into the howard university golf program to to basically give it sustainability yeah and he's put a, i think a few million dollars into it so she's um girl from howard uh from howard county is that howard university excellent today? that's yeah. good to hear that's, it is and shout
0: out to chris paul too chris paul is doing that you know these hbcu
1: classics and stuff like that to yeah
0: to help with the funding and, and things like that so absolutely um, i'm pushing my daughter towards an hbcu so that's fine okay. i got you well, the the deal with her is she has to visit at least two, so okay. um, she doesn't have to go to one, but she has to at least visit and be open to the idea. So
1: absolutely, I got yeah. you.
0: My wife's a Bowie State grad, and her her college experience was a lot different than mine. So, okay. um, you know, it's uh, so so I'm I'm big on it, you know.
1: But yeah, absolutely, I think college today is just a lot different than it was when at least when I was going. I mean, I was at UMBC, and we had uh, the things we were able to do there. There's a lot more to me. There was a lot more freedom back then than there is now, at least at mm-hmm. UBC. And I think, but I think what's happened is it's become such an academic university. When I was mm-hmm. going, you didn't need the grades to get in then that you need it now. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, UBC makes me look good because people see that I went there. They <laughs> think that I had those grades. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, hundred percent. Not quite. You know. <clears throat> but um, you know, what it took to get in in 1985 is not what it takes to get in now. So yeah, it's but, very you know, good between, school. 100%. That's between us. It is a very good school. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, so some quick hitters, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, really appreciated this time tonight. This was a lot of fun. Um, so your three favorite coaching memories.
1: Oh, wow. Ooh, three favorite coaching memories. Ooh. <laughs> so, you know, what's funny is um, I had a – I mentioned I had a rec team, and it was my oldest son. We had a fifth-grade team. Yeah, fifth-grade team. There were 18 teams in the league. And I had eight kids on that team, and we just ran through that league. We won the regular season, and then we won the um, tournament at the end of the year. And I had a press that just changed the game every game. (laughs) And, you know, it's like I felt like I was in control of – even when we were losing by 10, I felt like I was in control control of the game because I knew in the fourth quarter when I put in this press with my five best players, Mm -hmm. we were going to do our thing because in that league, every kid had to play two quarters. So Uh I put my five. I put my five best kids in, my five strongest kids in, in the fourth quarter every time. So even if we were down by eight or 10, we'd end up scoring like, we'd end up outscoring you like 20 to two because Mm -hmm. our press was so effective. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I think with my Blazers, the ones that I have now, these guys, um, we actually had a tournament this summer down in um, um, Upper Marlboro. Mm -hmm. And this place was like a... um, it was like playing in a jail almost because the wall was out of bounds. It was the floor; you couldn't you couldn't bring a good ball in there because it would mess up the ball because the floor was so rough. Was oh, like wait, was Julian playing on that? Yes, yeah, Julian playing? was in there. Yeah, okay. There. His dad told me about that. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was playing in there, so we we played his team. We beat his team. We beat this other team, but there was a team from the Eastern Shore called um, Team Dynasty, mm-hmm. and so we played them on Saturday, and we lost 43 three to 40 or something like that and matter of fact christian dean had 24 by 40 points like mm. he was he went off um, but we lost to them by three points and i told my guys i said listen we we played we played julian's team the first day we played that team we lost them the next day we had to play another team who i knew we could beat because we had beat them a few weeks ago i said and that's going to put us in the championship against team dynasty again i said guys we're gonna beat them tomorrow i said that team was good they were very athletic they were dunking all this stuff like that but i said We're going to beat them tomorrow, I'm telling y'all. And so my guys came out on Sunday and they played the first game and they played like they were asleep. That team I thought we were going to beat, we struggled to beat them. We looked so bad. And I was like, my guys are not ready for this game. we We got to turn around in an hour and play against Team Dynasty. And we looked terrible. So we won, but we looked bad. Well, I think it's because I didn't i didn't prepare them that well for that game i kind of told them okay we're going to beat them then we're going to play in the championship mm-hmm. so you don't you can't you overlook overlooked them, them which yeah. I, did. I overlooked them but we yeah. still won but we overlooked them so but they were so ready for this team dynasty and so we came out i think we started off 10 to 2 against them pete hagan uh had like six points right off the back he's my big guy six six and then um we just we played him a zone the first half and my guys mm-hmm. wanted to play man because they knew we played them better man i said I'm not going to do man until later because I don't want them to see the man, you know, until we can, you know, until it's, you know, second half. So second half, we played a man and then it came down. You know, we, we, we beat them, I think um, by like three or four Wow, um, for the championship. And that was uh, just a great win. I mean, you know, we came down there uh, that team, they were devastated. I mean, I looked at them. I actually felt bad for them. I don't usually feel bad for them, but they were devastated. They had, they had driven over the bridge, <laughs> the eastern shore on saturday and then again on sunday they had got there really early in the morning and they just knew they were going to beat us and so that was the great memory and then um you know and then i've also coached a lot of football as well and gosh um i don't like my third memory you know sherman i'm thinking oh no i'd have to go back to my blazers uh my other blades is my my older kids from class 2021. My older son Lewis. We had like I told you, we started off rough, and the team called the um, HCYP Sharks. They owned us for mm-hmm. a year and a half. That eighth grade year, we finally came back and we were beating them. And so when we started beating them, that's uh, that was to me that was the measuring block of saying you have arrived. Mm-hmm. And so when we were able to beat them, I think that's another a great memory for me. That's great. Yeah.
0: yeah you've coached a lot so so pulling three is is yeah, yeah. that's a chore now and so. i've
1: never i've never thought about that before so it's like you know but those are three that jump out to me right now
0: mm-hmm. okay it was a it was a great one uh nba um your all-time starting
1: five oh, oh my, of course michael jordan thank you oh yeah i mean michael jordan is you know and i go with magic johnson and then I'd, I'd have to put, um, Steph Curry in there right now. I mean, Steph is mm-hmm. just, you can't do a whole lot with him. Um, and then you need a center and I'd probably, gosh, I don't even know if you need a center anymore. I was going to say right now, you may not need one. Yeah. Right. You, right now you may not need one. So, Oh, but then again, you got, hold on a second. You can't leave out Kobe and LeBron. Like that's tough. So, all right, let's go. Let's go with, um, Michael Jordan, um, I'm going to go with the center. I will say Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. I will say Kobe Bryant. I'll put Steph Curry in there. And then um, I'll just say LeBron. You know, it may not be all the right positions, but That's those okay. five, I think you put mm-hmm. those five in there, nobody's going to beat you. Right. You roll you know, the Sha- ball I mean, out. Yeah, yeah, like like Shaq. You have to double triple team Shaq.
0: Right, Shaq's you five. and Everybody else just go right, play.
1: Right, yeah. right, just yeah, yeah. You have to double triple team Shaq no matter what. And I know you could you can say things like like Wilt Wilt and uh well Bill Russell wasn't really an offensive player, but but with Wilt Chamberlain, you know he played at the time when his size was seven one seven two. There weren't other players in the league that big, so um, it's hard to compare him to what guys would be doing now. So for right. me, looking at Shaq and that strength, it's like you know I would I would go with Shaq. Yeah. Okay. I like that five. That's a tough five. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean um those guys can play. Yeah. Uh five dinner guests, dead or alive. All right. Um Jay-Z, that's my dude. I love some Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, um Obama. Um let's see. Um Jay-Z, Tiger Woods, Obama. Oh, uh, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. would be one, and then you know what? It might be fun to. Uh, I would throw, I would throw Malcolm X in with those guys. Okay, put them in there. You know, I just kind of mix things up. That'd be fun. So, oh yeah, it you know. I'd love that
0: one. And yeah. I'm really excited about Tiger playing with his son, Charlie, too. Yeah, that's
1: that's when. when is that anyway? I don't know. I think I it's it coming up, but I, yeah, but yeah. I don't know when it is. But I, yeah, I'm I watched them play last time and it was fun to watch them. And uh, his son is so serious, man. And I remember uh, watching him, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, his son is gonna be a problem. Yeah, he is. He's oh, well, you yeah. know, he is. I mean,
0: yeah, but is, that's I mean, that man. swing is just
1: yep, yeah. and you know, he's gonna he's gonna grow into that body like he's so small right now, but he's going to be a, a, a big dude. So it's just going to happen. <laughs> and you don't have to be a big dude. That's the thing. <clears throat> no, you don't, you don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm golf. not saying he's going to be big, big, but he's going to, he's going to grow yeah. up. Like he's not going to be five, three, five, four forever. He's going to yeah. he's gonna be a grown man and uh he's going to shoot up. So, um, but it, yeah, he's, he's fun to watch. Yeah. Now.
0: Okay. Last question. And then I'll let you go. And I don't know if I'm making this up or if I'm remembering this correctly, one of your brothers, help produce a record from adina howard
1: oh yeah my brother mark mark valentine he and uh my boy eugene haynes the two of them they had a group called mass order okay. so they had a they had an album out there was a song called lift every voice and sing it was a, a kind of a house club hit oh. and it was a uh, it was big in, in ball in baltimore um really it was big nationally and internationally they, they um it was big in new york it was big in baltimore it was big in chicago um in london they went to london five times that year to perform it they were on BET wow. like they were on the, uh, they were on BET like uh it was like a video lp show back the day. Oh, i remember art. that oh yeah yeah so they were on that show as guests um they had a video i was actually in the music video so yeah. that album came out in 1992. my brother produces and he sings and so and then what happened was um they were looking for more work so they went out to california for a little while they met a girl named medina howard in 94 and she came out to columbia came to their studio and they, she didn't have a deal yet, but they created the song for her called uh, Freak Like Me. Mm-hmm. And my brother did the music, his partner Eugene with the lyrics. And they did it literally in like two days. Like I was in the studio when they were making the song and Adina's in there. And um, so, um, and then they let the record label, one of the record labels hear the song over the phone and the record label signed her like, like we want to sign you now, come to New York now. And we want to... we want to master this song so they so they did that and um they matched the song and um i mean yeah he did he did really well with that song they made a they made a lot off that um back in 1995 is when it was actually released so um you know
0: yeah now i thought i was remembering that and i was like i know he said that that his brother was on freak
1: like me but i but i never knew this whole backstory that is crazy yeah yeah he's a he was uh he loves he's a singer but he really loves to just make music Mm -hmm. um produce it but also he he can sing like his album It was you know again it was 1992 so that's almost 30 years ago but the album was really good it was on columbia records so wow here's here's a funny story so we go to 1992 i had just got my new ford bronco and i get mark and eugene i put them in the truck we go to atlantic city because they're going to perform at something called the impact convention which is a black music radio convention where um a bunch of celebrities come and different labels get to uh showcase their brand new acts so friday night's saturday night's act was mass order which is my brother and gene and friday night's act was a new act by the name of mary j blige so (laughs) so i go with them i couldn't get in friday night because i was a guest of theirs but only my brother and gene could get in because they were part of the group they could get in friday night i didn't have a ticket for friday night but they could get me in saturday night so mary j blige who i didn't even i hadn't heard of her back then i knew her song but um she performed Friday night and then mass order. My brother and then performed on Saturday night. And I'm talking to, um, I'm talking to sister soldier. I'm talking to Kathy Sledge from sister Sledge. I'm talking to um, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I'm talking to uh, a guy named um, daddy O from set Sonic. I'm talking to, I'm with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, all these celebrities are in the house um, kid from kid and play. And I'm getting, I'm meeting all these guys and it's like, we're just all hobnobbing together. And it's, yeah. it was so much fun. We're in Atlantic city at a, um, one of the hotels. So, um yeah and that song so they did that song um uh they performed their song um lift every voice and sing and then they had a couple other songs and they really weren't supposed to be a house group Mm -hmm. but they were produced by the basement boys out of baltimore city who's known for house and so their first song uh um lift every voice and sing was actually bootlegged, and it was starting to get play in the club as a bootleg they had to jump on that quickly Mm -hmm. with the energy from that and make it their first single Wow. So that's kind of how that happened because you got to, you know, when that energy starts to come from that song, you got to go ahead and just run with it. So, yeah, you know, they did that and that was like their first single and um, that was the only one that actually really was released as a single in terms of um, getting radio play because it yeah. was on a high five at eight on v103 back in the day all the time for like months yeah. they still played on the radio like i've, I've heard it on the radio recently. <laughs> they still play it, you know um it's like, take me away you know and they say take me away so it's a um if you heard it wait a minute you know, that's the song that's the song yeah take me away yeah no oh. away. yeah yeah that's the song yeah you, you heard it because when oh, we yeah. were in high school yeah you know they were playing it back then so that's the song so he uh he wrote uh perform that song so that that's the one. Oh my yeah. gosh you know and the chorus says lift every voice and sing but take me away is um they had a girl named precious who sung the hook like that um saying take me away and so um yeah, definitely was, um, oh my marching. gosh you just yeah. brought like yeah yeah
0: like chills man <laughs> no, no, that, yeah, it,
1: it's funny to think that that was 29 years ago because it yeah. seemed like just yesterday but um you know you no know, stuff is interesting He's, his son is now doing music so it's, it's that's funny very to see cool so circle cool. yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, wow, you got a good memory, Charm.
0: Cool. You got a good memory. I yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that stuck out with it, but there's a lot of stuff from from that you know that time frame. It was a it was a good, <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I tell it's funny because my wife and I talk all the time about just how much we you know. I mean, there, things weren't always good, but largely, I I loved. Being like, I loved my high school years, you know, especially later years, and and we were just free to just we didn't have to worry about social media, you know, or or cell phone. We had pagers, but that you know, I mean, we were just free to just
1: to just live, you know. And Uh, exactly, I mean, what social media, I'm like, there's social media, there's fun things about it, but then there's things that are so problematic with it, yeah, um, that it really creates some issues. So yeah,
0: yeah, like like some of the the kids you were bringing up, I mean. I'm thankful for social media. I mean, that's how you and I are in contact now, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's the the beautiful thing about it. And then the, you know, the ugly side of it, we all know about. The, the but. thing
1: is, that's a, it's, here's my feeling, though. Like, social media is just like a telephone or any other way of communicating. But the people who do the right thing with it, it's going to be great for them. Mm-hmm. People who do the wrong thing with it, it can create problems. But that's the same thing if you're on the phone or whatever True. it is. It's just that now with social media, though, you can put things out there and... For the masses to see and it can be something problematic like right now there's like some type of TikTok school threat going on so um you know you'll hear about a lot about that probably tonight tomorrow on the news or something like that but it's like a national threat and um but it's just somebody being so stupid and they're saying yeah. oh you know so it, there's things like that with it but then like you said for people like you and i we're able to connect with people that i would have never been in touch with again you know right, um, right. i wouldn't you know and um I have, you know, a lot, a lot of friends on social media who um, I'm glad I'm connected with. So yeah. without, without it, you know, it, it'd be a, a much different place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really, I could go down a few rabbit holes and I feel like, you know, you and I could talk, not feel, oh, I, I know we could talk yeah. for the next few hours, but, uh-huh. um, but maybe we'll do a follow-up because I want to talk to you more it's about some of that it's stuff, but uh, this has been great. This is, uh, you know, just been very special for me to have you on and um, thank you for all your years of service, you know, to, to children. I mean, that's, that's a long time that you've devoted, um, especially with no, no education experience before that, which I, I never knew that either. That's fine. Oh, yeah. no, So was, I learned something new.
1: I thought <laughs> I knew everything, but this has been uh-huh. fun. I appreciate that. And it, it was really just, my first job out of college was really just an entry level job. And I didn't, I wasn't really looking for a change. I was enjoying it, but I wasn't making much money in it, but I was enjoying it. And I, you know, could live off a little bit back then. And um, so when I got the education, it was, uh, it opened up a whole new world for me. And, um, and I, you know, my mother was an educator, so I knew about education, but I didn't think that was the way I wanted to go. So it's sometimes I sit at cafeteria duty. I'm standing there with looking at all these kids and saying, how do I end up here? Like, I just say, how do I end up here? I can't like, 30 years ago I, or 40 years ago i can't imagine that i would have been here standing here with a bunch of kids in a high school so right it's uh it's kind of surreal but it's it's been a lot of fun and it's something that i you know i don't do it thinking oh i'm, I'm trying to give back i do it because i just i have fun with it i enjoy yeah. it so yeah you know and, and and you know ultimately you're giving back so
0: well you never work a day in your life if you love what you're doing so exactly exactly yeah. and uh forgot to mention this but shout out to my guy preston suggs as always find him on instagram speaking of social media at king P. Suggs. so he does the music for me produces the music and he's gonna really enjoy that that story by the way okay uh, okay about you but he loves music he's really really talented so um and he does this for free for me uh you that's know that's awesome with the music, good friend of mine and um very very talented uh, uh music producer as well so yeah. uh, so okay. thanks again rusty oh, go hey, ahead
1: sherman i appreciate it man i um when you told me when you asked me to do this I was pretty excited I was like this is this is gonna be a lot of fun just talking to you I mean you know you and I get to see each other uh, but to have an opportunity to talk to you like this has been a a real pleasure so I'm very proud I'm so proud of you and what you've done and how you represent yourself what you've done with kids I mean you talk about what I've done but what you've done with kids for the last I don't know 20 something years or so has also been amazing you're coaching these kids I mean you have quite a history yourself and um and I'm proud again I'm I'm so proud of you I think you're doing uh, a wonderful job and then here with your podcast dude I'm uh I brag to my co-workers now about some of the folks that were my former students and I always always talk about you so oh man you please that that
0: means the world to me
1: Yeah, no, please keep doing what you're doing I'm so proud of you
0: yeah well thank you so much and thank you for your mentorship your friendship and uh wishing the kids best I hope that they can get back to playing because I know know with cam they you know and that whole group but you know just having that you know that hopefully they can get back to it this is too much but uh and i wish your kids um you know both your kids in your house and your team and then the kids in your school that they're all safe and healthy and and uh, we could get through this this winter in the school year safely so absolutely All right. Well, good talking to you. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Check back next week. We have another episode uh, lined up. Hopefully there won't be any more um, scheduling snafus. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.